So uh, it is, uh, Thanksgiving is a wonderful time of year, and it's a wonderful time for us to reflect on what God has been doing in our life and through our lives. Uh, and it's uh, an opportunity for us to just gather together and share that Thanksgiving. Even, even when life is difficult and the struggles are really large and uh, it's hard to be thankful, but when we surround ourselves with people who are thankful, right, it just it helps us to kind of recognize uh, the blessings of God. And, and, and actually, Scripture, I think, teaches pretty clearly that even in those difficult times, we need to be thankful. And that actually our thankfulness will bring about not only our focus on God, but also it allows us to experience more of that blessing that he has for us. You know, that we would be people of thanks. And that those people who do give thanks regularly, that God does seem to continue to just bless them. And it's so much about our perspective. Uh, this morning, I want us to give testimony in thanks. I, I, I want us to proclaim this God who we worship and all that he's done for us and who he is and how he's blessed us and what an amazing God he is. And so this morning at the end of my message, we're going to take some time to pass around the mic and let you guys give thanks. Um, and, and so I want to warn you ahead of time so that you can be thinking about what, uh, what you want to say. Uh, I, I think it would be awesome if we just, you know, if, I, if this was a youth group, right? I, we would go through one person. I mean, we'd, everybody would give thanks, right? But adults can't handle that. So uh, we won't do that to you. But uh, it would be awesome if everyone in the room was to have something to give thanks to and was willing to take the mic and for a couple of seconds say, you know, this is what I'm thankful for. Uh, because it is something that we have to not just listen to, but do. We have to have a life that is thankful and live that way. Uh, it, it, being around thankful people is great, but it should be contagious. And so this morning's message is going to be uh, kind of on uh, one psalm, Psalm chapter 145. And so if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to be there all morning here. And uh, I'm going to look at the different things that this psalm talks about in regards to who God is, because our thanksgiving always comes out of that, right? It comes out of who God is and what he's done, right? And, and who he is is closely connected to how he behaves and what he does in our life. And so I, I want to give us ample ammunition to give thanks at the end of the message uh, by going through each of these things. And so as I go through them, maybe it'll spur something in your mind. And you go, oh, yeah, that's something I'm thankful for. Oh, yeah, God did that this year. Or he did that recently in my life. That's something I'm thankful for. So, uh, so I don't just, you know, it's not cold turkey. Because no one likes cold turkey. Well, some people like cold turkey, actually. But it's not cold turkey, right? You, you got some time to warm up to this, all right? So, all right, here we go. So let me, uh, and I'm just going to read uh, a few uh, verses at a time, then I'll stop and, and go through what that section is talking about. So Psalm 145, starting in verse 1, a song of praise of David. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. 
One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The first thing that we see is that David says that the Lord is great. He is great. Amen? He is powerful. He is the creator of all of this. He is the only one that has existed for all time. He's the only one that has no need of anything or anyone else. He is the beginning and he is the end. He is sovereign. He's in control. There's nothing that happens that he didn't know about before it happened. He's in control of all of it. Everything that we experience, he knew was coming. It's part of his creation. It was part of his original design. And we can sometimes get a little bit you know, critical of God because some, some of us have lived really difficult lives or maybe are experiencing really difficult things. And so we can complain to him and say, hey, God, what, is you, what are you doing with this? Why are you punishing me? Why do I have all these horrible things in my life? But we need to understand as well that not only is he great, not only is he powerful, not only is he sovereign, but he is all wise, which means that of all the possible worlds that he could have ever created, he knew that this was the best one. The Lord is great, and he's greater than the great and powerful Wizard of Oz. I mean, the Wizard of Oz could give courage, could give a new heart, could give a brain, but our God is bigger and greater than the Wizard of Oz. Verse 8 Chapter 145 of Psalm, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. We see here David saying the Lord is obviously gracious. He gives generously. We have a God who gives abundantly. Not just our life that we have, but so much more. Our, our friends and the, the, the homes that we live in, especially in America. Oh my gosh, it's an embarrassment of riches. He gives generously, and he even gives to those who don't deserve it. <laughs> even when we turn our back on him. Matthew chapter 6, I believe it says, the sun rises on the evil and the good. The point is, is that God blesses all of his creation. He's a, he's a giver. He's generous. He's also merciful. He doesn't give us what we deserve. <laughs> right? Amazing, an amazing God who is also not just generous in giving us what we don't deserve, but also not giving us in what we do deserve. He's a forgiver. He forgives every time. He forgives all who repent. We just say the word, God, I'm sorry. 
done. It's forgiven. The Lord is gracious. He's even more gracious than my mom. It's my mom. Isn't she sweet? And your mom, too, right? I mean, moms are always gracious, right? I mean, think about it. I mean, if your, if your mom can't forgive you, right? I mean, it's just like, that's, mom always forgives. It's just, you know, easy, right? I don't know, maybe some of you moms aren't that way. But anyway, I mean, most moms, right? It's like, you know, they're, always, oh, yeah, okay, we'll get over it, you know? I remember one time with my mom, I, uh, she, you know, this is when I was a teenager, and she, I mean, she's a great mom. I love my mom like crazy. And, and, and so, but she, and so I have to be careful because she listens to every one of these, so I have to be really careful about what I say right now. <laughs> But, Mom, I love you, okay? But you know this is true, and you would laugh if you were in the room. So, um, so she uh, would, you know, sometimes, I'm a teenager. I was a good teenager. I didn't do crazy things. I was, you know, so we, we got along really well. But uh, one time she was mad at me, and so she's yelling, about me, yelling at me about something. And she's kind of a yeller, right? You know, we, we all, I'm a yeller, too, so it's okay. Uh, but anyway, so she was a yeller. She was kind of going off on me, and I'm in the kitchen with her, and she's just... And I'm mad at mom. And so on our fridge, we had this little uh, magnet that said, Mom's mood is. And then under that, it had a little thing that you could flip back and forth. And it said, good or bad, right? And so my mom's yelling at me, and it says good. And I'm walking by. I see that on the fridge. And I flip, you know. And and she starts busting up, right? So anyway. (laughs) But moms are gracious. But God is more gracious than even our moms. Next in verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. Next, we have the Lord who is good. He's good. You see, if he was just powerful but not good, we should fear him. But he's also good. It it, it means that his great wisdom that chose this life, this creation as being the best of all creations, he did that in his goodness as well. This was the best for all of us. This is the best creation. We have a God who is good, and he works for our benefit. He's unselfish. He's not trying to get, you know, it's not for him that he does all of this. It's for us. He sacrifices for us, for our benefit. He's willing to give. Obviously, he sent his son. His son was willing to come and to die for us. And he's not a deceiver. You know, sometimes we we can think that God is, you know, kind of trying to trick us or something. Almost like a bait and switch sometimes where, oh, God, you know, he just kind of talked me into this thing and then I did it and then, oh, everything just fell apart. That's not the God that we worship. He is good. He is not trying to trick us. He is always working for our benefit. The Lord is good. He's even better than Russell Wilson. (sighs) Hard to believe. Hard to believe. I mean, he's pretty good, Russell Wilson. Think about it. I mean, MVP, you know, I mean... 
Most touchdowns, best QBR rating. I, I don't know. He's pretty awesome. But God is better. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All you San Francisco fans. All right, verse 13 and following. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open up your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living The Lord is faithful. We can count on him. He follows through every time. We don't have to wonder if, if you know, if he's going to actually show up and be there. We don't have to wonder if he's given us direction, whether that's the right direction. He always follows through. He always pursues us. He always pursues us. He never gives up. Our whole life, he is pursuing intimate relationship with us. Whether we've accepted him or rejected him, he is still pursuing you. It's an amazing thing about this God. He just never gives up. You're his creation. He wants relationship with you. For those of us with children maybe that have fallen away from the Lord or are not following the Lord at this point, I mean, this is our hope that he's pursuing them more than we even want, to, want, him to, want them to come to Christ. He wants them to come to himself. He never turns away even when we're unfaithful to him. He doesn't turn away from us. We're the ones that turn from him, but he doesn't turn from us. The Lord is faithful, even more faithful than mango. <sighs> I know. Right? I mean, dogs, they're so, I mean, every time, ah, I know, right? Every time you come home, they're there, right? They're like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. I mean, my wife used to do that for like two days after we got married. <laughs> then it was done. Mango? No. Every day she's there. <laughs> what about the cat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the cat, that's not up there, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and kind in all his works. The Lord is righteous, he always does right. He always is loving God and loving others. He's always loving us. He always does the right thing. Every word that he speaks is true. He doesn't lie. We can trust that. We can trust him. Every decision that he makes is perfect. Again, going back, if, if you're in a position in your life right now that's difficult or struggling or you remember those times, to, don't, don't throw those out. 
We, we tend to look at that and say, oh, well, God was gone at that time. No, God is still there. He's in that. He loves you. And his wisdom is right. And always the decision that he makes is right. And so if you're in that, this is right for you to be in that at this moment in time. And don't be afraid to embrace it. This is why we can do what James says. Consider it all joy when we face trials of many kinds. Because we know that God's in it. And that goes on to say but that it's a trial that brings maturity, perseverance in our life. The Lord is righteous, even more righteous than the righteous brothers. <laughs> right? I don't know, Laura, I feel like you've lost it. <laughs> you've lost that love and fear. <clears throat> where's, where's my partner, my wingman? Where's my wingman? Yeah. Those guys didn't age well, by the way, just so you know. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess that's what I get to look forward to, too. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Moving on, verses 18 and 19. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. <laughs> the Lord is near. He's always with us. He's always right next to us. He, he's never far away. You know, sometimes we as Christians, we have this uh, kind of deistic perspective of the world. That yes, we believe that Jesus came and died and rose from the dead, but then it's kind of like God is you know, gone, right? He just kind of set everything in motion. And so we continue to worship him, but we're worshiping a memory instead of worshiping the one true God who is alive and well in our hearts and in our lives. God is active. He's involved with all of us in the suffering, in the rejoicing. He's there. He's experiencing all of life with us. And He is in us. His Spirit dwells in us. That's how close He is. We can't get away from that, right? I mean, we, uh, we can't. He's there in it all. The Lord is near, even closer than a best friend. I know. Isn't she cute? Even though she's not a faithful friend like Mango, <laughs> she's still my best friend. Uh, that's good. Verse 20. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. We have a Lord who is a savior, a rescuer. He puts his life on the line for us to rescue us. Goes out of his way to find us, to track us down, and to bring us back into his presence. He's a rescuer from our sin as well. He's a rescuer from ourselves, our sinful nature. He's a protector. He protects those who love him, and he's there protecting us. Now, sometimes, again, when trials come, it's hard to see that. 
How are you protecting me, God? But sometimes in that, that's, that's exactly how he's protecting you. By allowing you to experience this struggle, this tough time in order to prepare you for maybe things to come. He's a defender. He defends his family. Never going to give up on us. He's always going to be there for us. He's going to protect us and provide for us to care for us, whatever we need. The Lord is Savior. And it's safer to be in His hands than Fireman Bob. <laughs> I mean... You hear those sirens coming, right? You're feeling pretty good. Like, praise the Lord. Here comes the, the fireman Bob. He's going to save us, right? You know, he's going he's to take care of me. He's going to, you know, defend me, make sure I get to the hospital and survive all of this. But even God is better than that. It's hard to believe, I know. But he is a greater Savior than Pastor Bob. Oh, man. All right. Verse 21, finally to the end. Yay. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. We need to testify to his greatness. All of these aspects of who God is, it's, we can't just hold that inside. We, we can't just think that thanks. We need to proclaim it. We need to testify to the greatness of God. We need to exalt his name on high. We need to tell the whole world about this amazing God who has saved us, who's powerful, who's good, who's near, who's righteous and faithful, who's gracious to us. We need to proclaim it forever. something that just doesn't happen this side of heaven. When we get to eternity, we get to continue to proclaim his greatness. But it's something we do forever. It's not something we just do one time. We are to live a life of thanksgiving, proclaiming and testifying to God's goodness over and over and over again. We need to praise him more than we praise the things of this earth. And so often we can look to our own skills and abilities and think, ah, I did this. So often we can just give it to chance, give credit to chance. Oh, man, boy, I was lucky there. So often we can look to the greatness of our country, greatness of our neighbors, greatness of our family, greatness of whatever it may be, and just totally ignore God because he's the one who gave it all. He's the one that gave us the talents. He's the one that gave us the ability. He's the one that allows us to live in this amazing country. He's the one that created the country. He's the one. He's, it's him. 